All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Utah Liberty Talk. This is Tyson David, and uh, wanted to thank y'all for listening again to another episode. I know I've been talking about doing a conspiracy episode, and I decided that I'm not going to do that. I think that some of the content that I'd be putting in there would be a little too harsh, even though we talk about some harsh content on here, but um, I think that I, I was reviewing, I was thinking about it, I think it probably isn't a good idea. So this is this is the episode you're getting for the week. Um, instead of two, we'll be doing this one. And uh, I've actually got a guest on the show here with me today. I've got Colton Todd. He's a member of YAL here in Utah, and he's a political activist for Liberty. How's it going, Colton? Pretty good, dude. What's going on? Nothing much, man. Just just doing the work, you know what I mean? I'm glad that you're on the show. Dude, I'm, I'm super stoked to be here. I'm super excited. This is going to be awesome. Colton is a super smart dude. Uh, he puts a lot of great ideas out there. He's super active in it. And uh, this is some of the major reasons why I wanted to have him on the show. Uh, I, I love to hear what you got to say, man. And especially your Twitter, too. You want to plug in your Twitter so they can hear those fantastic ideas from you? Um, yeah. I mean, for as long as it they let me keep it up, um, my Twitter is Colton the Third. Um like the third account because I've been shut down a couple of times. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I try to put stuff out on there. Um, I probably get super annoying on there, but I'm, I'm just, I'm, I try to talk to people about, you know, the ideas of liberty, you know, the concepts of fundamental rights, individual rights, and, you know, the, the, the issues that are going on in our country right now. And a lot of the content that I've got is, is coming off on Twitter. So. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I uh, have dealt with a little censorship from Twitter recently. I know I, I probably talked about before how I like Twitter a lot because I hadn't gotten censored. And uh, recently that's changed. Um, in the last two weeks, I've already gotten two temporary bans. So I've got like three days left on one. Uh, I'm trying to finish up right now. So my my uh, personal account at TR4Freedom is is currently uh, restricted right now. Um, I know- Well, you, you got a little loud. Like, you got a little loud on there in the last couple of days so <laughs> and I'm kind of saw that limits. <laughs> <laughs> so we like to do though right we like to say stuff we're not really supposed to say oh of course of course heck yeah okay well today um i guess we might you might hear a little more of that kind of stuff from us but today we're going to be talking about a pretty intense topic uh we're going to be talking about police shootings uh we're particularly going to be talking a little bit about what happened um and the tragic shootings of, of Dante Wright and Adam Toledo. Um, for those of you that, uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard of this. Oh, I got a little whistle there in my teeth. <laughs> I heard you, I'm sure you guys have probably heard of this in the recent couple of weeks. And um, when stuff like this happens, it's something that, uh, you know, I like, I like to hop on and talk about because um, there are major issues uh, regarding this nation. And I know Colton's got a lot to say about um, these kind of instances. And he, is very outspoken about them and I thought this was going to be a perfect episode to uh, bring them on for and so um, yeah I mean this that's just how it works out so um, Colton you want to you want to kick it off by ta talking a little bit about um, what happened with Dante Wright and a little bit of your introduction to your perspective on that situation yeah yeah um, so with with Dante Wright 
um, you've got this, this 20 year old dude. Um, he is driving on the street. He's pulled over. Um, I, I'd heard a couple of different things that he was pulled over for. Um, I think the, the general consensus is I believe that he was pulled over for um, either window tint or um, a, like a misdemeanor firearms charge, I think it was something like that. Um, but he does the smart thing that I would definitely recommend that you do in this kind of situation. Um, he gets pulled over and the first thing he does is he calls, he gets someone on the phone, he calls his mom, okay? Um, but yeah, like, like, like get someone on the phone, record your interactions because that, that gives you a sort of insurance policy for stuff like this. So he calls his mom um, and he is asked to get out of the vehicle. And when he asks why, they tell you, just do it. And we'll tell you why when you get out of the car, which right off the bat seems sketch to me. I'm like, I'm like, it really shouldn't be that big of a deal. Just tell you why. Right. You know? And unfortunately, these officers, you know, they, they don't have to give you a reason in, in order to tell you to uh, leave your car during a traffic stop, which I think is yeah. kind yeah. of ridiculous because you're not in your protected territory at that point in time, because in most states, your car is considered an expansion of your habitation. Mm -hmm. So exactly. I also wanted to say that um, very Colton is right on point with uh, either getting someone on the phone or recording your interactions with the officers. Um, for those of you that uh, you know are kind of new to this, these laws with interacting with officers, if you are recording an officer, I suggest you you make them aware of it um, because if you are not making them aware of it, then either the video or audio in many states is is not going to be able to be used in court. Um, if you're not informing them, they'll only be able to use one or the other. And that really limits the scope of what happens. So um, it is a smart idea to let them know that that you're recording. But yeah, Colton was totally right on point with getting someone on the phone or recording your interactions with your with the officer. And I, I don't know if it's different when you're recording the cops. Um, I, and I don't know about different states. I do know that for us here in Utah, um, Utah is a single party consent state, um, which means that you can record somebody without letting them know that you're recording them and it is perfectly legal. Um, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if that changes if you're recording the cops. I would you know exactly what you're saying. I'd, I'd recommend just letting them know anyway because that, that lets them know and they can check their actions a little bit because they know that they're being recorded. Um, but yeah, for, for Utah, Utah at the very least is single party consent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, this, this guy's pulled over for, it was either, I've heard quite a few different um, things that he might've been pulled over for. It's possible that it was all the above. Um, I've, I've heard that it was the air fresheners dangling from his, his mirror. Or, right, right, there was that one too. Or um, I, I also heard that it was expired tags, but either way, um, you know, we could talk about, some people might, uh, you know, talk about tint. Some people are like, most, a lot of people are like, oh, the tint laws are stupid. A lot of people are like, oh, he shouldn't be pulled over for the air fresheners. Um, you talk about expired tags and a lot of people seem to think that's justification. Um, and uh, the expired tag, first of all, um, you shouldn't need the government's permission to drive your own vehicle and, and you know, registration for your vehicle is a total hoax. Yeah, it, is. it really is. 
it's it's a money making scheme. It's just another way that they, you know, try to try to pull more money out of you. I mean, and people that say, you know, well, they they do it so that they can keep track because it's public road, so they not they gotta know like if there's an accident who did it. I'm like that's okay, but why do you gotta pay one hundred and forty five dollars for some stickers? Yeah, why not? Why not just register me? Yeah, exactly. You know? Like it, if, it if, if it's just to keep track of stuff, register me. Yeah. Exactly. No, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, whatever, whatever. So, um, and then even, even with that, with that uh, principal concept, um, there's also been extreme delays at the DMV uh, mm -hmm. with, with registration as well due to COVID. And um, I know that around that time frame, there was a national emission system that went down and that was also affecting the, the ability for people to register their vehicles as well. Mm -hmm. So that there's there's kind of a there there's definitely some gray area there, um, but yeah. So he he's on the phone with his mom, and they tell him to step out of the car. You you can go ahead and and continue. With yeah. So they story. You got more details than I do, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so they 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 have him step out of the car. He he steps out of the car, and they they tell him that he's got a warrant out for him. Um, and I I looked into that a little bit more. The the warrant was like it's like a two hundred dollar misdemeanor firearms charge okay and you know i i go off for the rest of the show about you know gun laws or infringement anyway so this this misdemeanor firearm charge is just a whole lot of bs anyway did you, did, but are you able to catch what charge it was that they got him with um i i don't know what the exact charge was um, that's okay i don't either <laughs> but it but it it, it was like it was like a like 150 200 misdemeanor something charge right um, and then the bigger part of that was that he was supposed to appear through zoom for a court date in relation to this charge. Okay. So he's supposed to appear for this court date and you can, you can go to the state's database and you can look up his case number and you can look up the, the hearing and everything. And it says on the state's database that when they mailed him the notice for his hearing that it was returned because of a wrong address. Okay. So they, they sent this notice to the wrong address. And then when it got returned, because they sent it to a wrong address, they put a warrant out for him because he missed his court date because he didn't know about the court date because he never got the notice because they sent it to the wrong address. Yeah. Okay? So the, 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 the government literally created this. Okay. They literally created this problem. So they tell him he's got a, they got a warrant out for him and he, I, I hate to use the word. Okay. He resists a little bit. He struggles a little bit. He tries to get back into the vehicle. Okay. He's able to get back into the vehicle. And at this point, um, the arresting officer who's got one hand on him, um, she, and you can watch the video, she reaches up under his arm with her weapon yells taser 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 and then fires one round into his ribs up under his arm and then she says on video oh shit i just shot him and they he's able to, he's able to break free he drives off with a bullet in his chest drives down the road a ways ends up crashing into another vehicle where they then get him out. They try to administer first aid. 
and he is pronounced dead at the scene. Okay. So that's, that's what we know of the, of the interaction. You can see a bunch of that on video and that's, that's kind of where we're at with, with this one when, it, when we first heard about this. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how it shook out. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of skepticism around um, whether it was, it was negligence or that's a total lie. What, what's your take on that? Um, initially, my, my thoughts on that is like, I'm like, I don't know how you confuse your sidearm with your taser. Okay. First of all, your, your weapon is on your dominant side. Okay. Your, your weapon is holstered on your dominant side. Your taser is holstered on the opposite side of your body from your weapon. So you, you draw these things with different hands. So right off the bat, I'm like, I don't know how you confuse those things. Um, and then I, I don't know how you confuse a, you know, a, a four ounce taser for a three pound Glock. I don't get that. Right. Um, and then, you know, I, I watched the video a few times. And if, if you look at her actions, um, I'm, I'm almost convinced that she genuinely believed that she had her taser because the, she, she, she goes to put the gun up against him like you would if you were trying to use a taser. She says audibly, taser, taser, taser. And her reaction when it's a bang instead of a bzz is, she's like, oh shit, I shot someone. So I'm, I'm almost convinced that she genuinely believed that it was a taser. And, and you, have, you have tons of people arguing that online, like, oh, well, she thought it was her taser, you know, that, that's, and I'm like, that's not better though. Okay, right. if, if she thought it was her taser and, she, and it's not, and it's her gun, that's not better. She's, this, the, the officer in question has been on the force for 26 years. Right. You should know after 26 years the difference between your sidearm and your taser. And, and right. you should at least have like the skill set to not be so flippin' negligent that you accidentally shoot somebody when you're trying to tase them. Right. So and this is, this is something that officers should be prepared for before they are in the field let alone after 26 years of, of those situational doings. I yeah. mean, it's, oh, yeah. the incompetence is, is just bewildering. I mean, I can't even conceive it. Just, just sheer inability to do even, even the simplest things as understanding what your gun is and what your taser is. Right. I, I don't and understand that. And there's, yeah, and there's total different handles on them. I mean, mm -hmm. and like you said, huge weight difference. It, it really is like, all right, like, how do you, how do you do this? How? Like, I, I do not understand how this happens. I, I have, I have no idea. I, I talked to a couple guys at work about it and I, I mentioned that, you know, cops and this, this, this shouldn't be like in defense of the police at all. Cops are so poorly trained. Like, like police training is such bull. Okay. Yeah. They, they shoot. They have to qualify like once a year ish. 
And so if, if they're not out in their own time at a range running with their weapon, they're shooting maybe, maybe a few dozen rounds a, in a year. It's all it's okay. necessary for their training once they make it through, right? Yeah, you know, they, they, they hit these, these minimum requirements so that they're certified, and then that's what they do, okay? I've, I've got buddies that are cops. I've got, I, I work with a guy who was a cop for North Salt Lake, okay? And he confirmed this for me. He's like, yeah, the, the training, like, people go off all the time. Oh, yeah, well, like, like, the cops have the guns because the cops are the ones that are trained. And he's like, we're really not. Like, he, he does more shooting in his leisure time, not as a cop, having now not being, not being a cop anymore. He does more shooting in his leisure time than he was ever required to, to be a police officer. Which is impressive. They're, they're, they're training is, is, it, yeah, for real, for real. <laughs> but their, their, their training is, is just the absolute minimum requirements for stuff. And it's so, not surprising and that, and either. Like that's, that's yeah. totally typical for for you know municipal governments to to operate in those ways, especially in those urban areas. I mean, you see police officers in L.A., New York, Chicago, Detroit, and Minneapolis. I mean, these guys are these guys are horrible. They're not even good cops. I mean, they they're not trained well. They don't act in these situations properly, and it's it's like you're in some of the most dangerous cities. Like like this these are prestigious police forces because these are you know notoriously dangerous cities and you're mm -hmm. having the cops screw up like this all the time and, and it's a consistent thing you're right it's, it's it's all the time it's a consistent thing you know you you watch you watch police camera footage of like when they had to shoot at somebody and they're they're just mag dumping at people they're they're not they're not like aiming they're not like trying to take the shot it's just bang 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 holy crap what's going on bang 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 there's there's no training to it at all right. it's, it's pure reactionary panic and okay you know what you're right you're getting shot at there's a certain level of panic there i get that she wasn't getting shot at though that's the other yeah she she wasn't getting shot at there's there's so there's you got tons of people that are arguing like well she thought it was her taser and like I said before, I'm like, that's, that's not better, though. You realize that that's not better, right? You can see that. Yeah, absolutely. It's like uh, when, when we talked about the Black Lives Matter uh, rallies or riots or protests or whatever you want to call them in the summers. And, you know, you had, the, you had American police forces violating the Geneva Convention using mm -hmm. tear gas on American citizens. And the conservatives are like, well, the Geneva Convention only applies internationally. And it's like, well, these are their own citizens. <laughs> That's not better, dude. It's not I better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I know you, you've probably heard my take on um, how this officer should be punished. And as, as a student of, well, I wouldn't necessarily say a student of the law. I'm not in law school, but I'm a political science student. And I uh, am, um, that major has three different categories. And I'm majoring in um the law portion of it and uh and so i'm in a constitutional law and intro law and courts class and and uh i do i do you know i do like the courts quite a bit in terms of our government i think they're the best uh you know branch of the government and um 
and you know when you look at the situation the men you and you look at the men's rea right because that's what they, they that's one of the first things they try and identify in the cases is um the intention of of malicious acts um and th there's none in the situation so um and in fact there's there's probably contrary like you said she said taser three times fired one shot and like you said also the the mag dumping uh tends to happen a lot when officers know they're shooting um yeah. and this didn't quite happen with adam toledo of course um, maybe it was a much better trained officer maybe they do it a bit better in chicago but um there's <laughs> there's contrary to um you know to evidence of of malicious intent with this situation so the probability of of her being tried for anything other than manslaughter is uh is is very minimal if not nothing right 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 and so, that's and that's what they're, they're charging they're charging with i think second degree manslaughter i think is what the charge is let's see what this uh I'm going to look this up real quick and I'm going to see, let's see. So it happened, this shooting happened in Minnesota. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to see what the punishment is for this because I know that it varies by state. Um, right. So up to 10 years in prison, most likely defendants will serve, um, serve five or less. Um, uh, well, it says less than five. This is courtesy of legaldefensemn.com. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think that, you know, talking about ten, five to ten years in prison, realistically, it seems for, for this situation, um, it, it seems like in terms of sentencing for prison time, it, it seems pretty, pretty reasonable. Would you, is that, is that an assessment that you'd probably agree with, or do you have your own input on, on um, I, punishment? I'm, I'm very of the opinion um, that when it, when it comes to sentencing in situations like this, where it's an officer involved that's being sentenced, um, I'm very, very of the opinion that if it's an officer involved, that their sentences should be significantly harsher. You know, I, agree, we, I agree with this, and and the hard part is, is when officers have this presumed authority, um, and they work for the state, um, they typically don't have laws that increase mm -hmm. for officers. Yeah, you know, because if if we're going to, you know, entrust police officers with you know quote unquote public safety, if if we're going to give them that responsibility, you know, with greater responsibility comes you know, greater consequences. So if, if, if you're not going to uphold that responsibility, the punishment should be significantly worse because you had significantly more responsibility, significantly more authority, significantly higher expectations going into that situation. Yeah, absolutely. The expectations and responsibility thing is big, um, particularly when, yeah, I mean, these officers, I mean, they think, you know, they run the streets and, and they basically do, you know, they, they are pretty much protected by the law in a lot of instances. Um, so, so what do you what are you thinking the sentence should be then? Um, I I wouldn't even 10, venture 15. to offer a sentence. You, you know, you know, yeah, ten fifteen. Um, definitely, and I know you've you've I read this on Twitter that you mentioned this. Um, definitely stripping her of any law enforcement pension that she's going to receive. 
stripping her of any benefits that she's receiving through law enforcement. Um, law enforcement credentials gone. She's, she's not going to be working in law enforcement again. Oh yeah. She's, she's proven at this point, she's proven in the most dramatic way possible that she's not capable of being entrusted with public servant work. She can't do it. Okay. Yeah. Say, say what you will about whatever else on her record. She, she's now shown us that she can't do it. You know, whatever sentence you want to give her at the very least, she should not be able to do this again. She should not be able to get into a position of power where something like this should be able to happen again. Right. Of course. Um, do you, so, um, this is maybe a touchy topic and I don't like talking about this too much, but I've read a couple articles on this and it seems that people are alluding that, that she did it intentionally, uh, because of, um, she was a white woman dealing with a, what he, he's, he's a partially African-American man, right? Yeah. His mom's, his mom's white, I think. So he's like halvesies. Halvesies. He's, he's playing both sides. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you, do you think that that's a factor? Or not, or or, or do you? Think um, that... I I I think that there are instances where race becomes a factor in in instances like these. I think I think there there are spare moments where that happens. I don't think it's nearly as prevalent as you know BLM or people on the left would like you to believe. I don't think it's nearly as prevalent because you know we're we're going to talk in a second about. Um, Adam Toledo, who was a minor, racial minority, who was shot and killed by police, also, and you know, people are like, see, look, it's it's more it's more racist cops, it's more racism, and I'm like, guys, like, Peyton Ham, I think is his name. I know I know his first name's Peyton. I don't remember his last name. Peyton Ham is a 16 year old, 15 year old, something white kid that just got shot and killed by police, with with it within the same week as Adam Toledo. Like, let, let's. Okay, for, for, every, for every example that you give me of cops shooting a racial minority, I can show you an example of them shooting a white kid. Okay, it's, it's not as much of a race thing as, as you'd be led to believe. It's a bigger issue with the core of police work where it's, it's, it's not racism, it's an abuse of power. Sure, and that, and that comes back to a narrative that a lot of people like us like, like to but for, I wouldn't really necessarily say a narrative. I'd say a principle that, um, that it's not, we don't need to be, um, you know, in, in, we don't need to insert um, racial tension where, where it's undue because we all have an enemy in the state that's, in, that's, that's, you know, enforcing unconstitutional laws or wrongly mm -hmm. shooting citizens or just being straight up negligent. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, I think, I think that I, do you, so I, I made a, I meant, I mentioned that the pension should go to the family. And I think particularly Dante, Dante had a daughter, right? I think that, mm -hmm. that that pension would be a pretty good life insurance policy to secure the future of her daughter since now that she, she can't have her dad. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, okay. So I think we covered that Dante Wright situation pretty good. And now there's, there's, another kind of heartbreaking situation with, with Adam Toledo 
and what happened on the west side of Chicago. Um, and again, Colton, you've got a lot of a lot more details on these situations than I do. And again, big reason why I brought you on the show, man. You're super educated about these kind of instances. So do you want to kind of take the reins and and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um. So I, I, Adam, Adam Toledo, this, this one, sorry, language one, this one kind of fucked me up, dude. Um, it was this, this one was, this one was bad. Um, I, I watched the body camera footage. I, I would not recommend watching the body camera footage to anyone. It is extremely difficult to watch. Um, you, you watch what, whatever, whatever spark of life you want to believe in you you watch that spark of life leave this 13 year old kid's face okay yeah, you you can you can watch it happen. just thinking about it it's it's it messed me up for a for a long time after i watched it um i i got off of work i went home and i just kind of just hung out because it 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 really messed me up um just watching such blatant graphic violence um, yeah, it's, sorry. Yeah. So, um, so Adam, Adam Toledo, um, police responded at like, it's like two or 3am. Um, police responded to a call of, um, shots fired in this neighborhood in Chicago. Um, this officer responds and when he gets to the scene, he sees two males in an alleyway. Um, he exits his vehicle and you can see when he exits his vehicle, that he's already got his weapon in his hand. Okay, so his, his weapon is drawn in his hand. And I'm like, all right, I get your response to the shots fired. Okay, you got your weapon out. So he starts million dollar manning it down the street. Okay, chasing after these two guys. He throws one of them to the ground. And I think I read later that another officer behind him secured that guy. Um, but he, he throws the first guy to the ground and he keeps chasing Adam Toledo down the street. Okay. And they, he runs for, for a few yards and he turns on his light and he's got his weapon out in front of him and he says, stop running. And Adam stops running. He says, drop it. Whatever he's holding, Adam drops it. He says, show me your hands. Adam goes to show, me, show him his hands, bang. Right. And, and this, this is, shoots him. We, we talked about... Um the situation where you know he obeyed every pretty much once the officer got close to him you know he 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 ran it happens no excuse for shooting a fleeing suspect but um he he there was a point in time where he did obey the commands every command that the officer gave mm-hmm. well and and this is this is the same week this this happened at the end of last month the shooting actually happened at the end of last month they just released the body camera footage at the end of this week um, but you know, earlier, earlier this last week with Dante Wright, you had a bunch of, you know, back to blue thin blue line conservatives. They're telling us, well, just, just comply. He, Dante resisted, just comply, just do what you're told. And then you have this footage from Adam Toledo and he's, he's told to stop. He stops. He's told, he's told to show his hands. He shows his hands, and then he's shot. I, I don't know. And when you put a 
I don't know how he's supposed to do that. He did everything that we're told that you're supposed to do in that situation. That just a week ago, you were guys were telling us, this is what you, and they shot him anyway. Yeah, it's, it's, and you saw, I also want to point out the hypocrisy and the conservatives for uh, justifying Dante Wright's killing as, as he posts, posts pictures with money and firearms as if that's an immediate gang affiliation or something like that. Um, and, you know, and, and you're right, you know, exactly. they, you know, Adam Toledo obeys everything that the officer says and still ends up getting shot. And um, I remember reading an article about it and they said that between Adam dropping the firearm and then turning around, it, it was less than a second, it was eight tenths of a second where the officer made the decision to shoot him. Mm-hmm. Clearly in the video, you know, you can see when Adam turns around, he is unarmed. And he got his hands up. Right. I mean, yeah. he, he couldn't, he, you know, he ran, but he did everything right at that point in time when he started listening, he decided, okay, this isn't worth it. to do in that situation. Right. Sorry, I think the, the connection might be getting a little slow here. I turned off, I turned off my video to kind of combat that. Um, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I still got, I still got slow. You're good. Um, but no, you're, you're absolutely right. Like I, he does everything that you're supposed to do. You can clearly see in the video that his hands are up when he's shot. And you've got these, these thin blue line, back to blue conservatives, and like, well, he had a gun. They, found, they recovered a gun from the scene. I'm like, all right, dude, I'm wearing a gun right now. Does that mean that they can shoot me too? Like, we, 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 have, a, we have a fundamental right to bear arms. Right. Or Granted, had a gun. even if he so is 13, what? I'd want to carry a gun at 13 in Chicago. <laughs> okay. I, and then you, you, you had other people that were coming out talking like, oh, well, he was, he was in a gang. You know, they've got memorials up to him. This gang does that. They're, they're calling him Lil Homicide. And I'm like, okay, um, maybe you guys missed this. Um, the cops aren't supposed to kill the bad guys either. Right. You know, they, like, he has like to that's, be that's not their job. Court. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, you're not supposed to kill the bad guys, quote unquote, bad guys either. That's not your job. Right. Yeah. And, and it, it is a hard, you know, it's a hard situation to watch. And, and, uh, you know, again, in, in the entirety of the situation, it is another thing we can blame on the state. Um, Chicago has had a gang problem since, since the 1920s and the abolition of alcohol. And, you know, mm-hmm. having the government plant crack in neighborhoods like that, essentially creating these gangs um, doesn't help the situation. And, it, you know, it sucks that the government created an environment to where Adam Toledo's only way to protect himself in such a harsh place is to associate with people like that or with people that are put in situations like that. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think? Because I know that 
officers responded um, because they, they apparently they have um, gunshot detecting technology in Chicago. I don't know if you saw that or not. Uh, I thought I that was didn't quite see anything about that. That's that's news to me. That's interesting. Yeah, and I guess I know I, I'm gonna be looking up later. Yeah, I think that 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 says a surveillance state to me. That that's yeah, really, really. I wonder what other things they can hear that that goes on in <laughs> in the streets. Um, yeah, so it, it's 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 a situation that's ultimately created by the government. Um, you know, the government creates these these scenarios, um, and you know, and they end up getting. And even if you know, ultimately. Um, considering he was third. I mean, what do you think happened? Like, what do you think they were, because I don't, they weren't out there shooting at anybody as far as I'm concerned, right? Um, I, I had heard that, so he, he the, the other guy that the police officer first pushed down um, was like 21 or 22 year old. Ruben, I forget his Ruben, name. It was 21. His name was Ruben Roman. Okay. So, so you got this guy um, who is in, apparently in this, in this same gang with Adam Toledo. Um, they're out together. I think they're out with a couple other guys that weren't there at the time. Um, and apparently, like, allegedly, there was they were shooting at, at, at a car. There was some car driving by or something, and they were shooting at this car. Okay? okay. I'm like, okay, I get that. You're shooting at a car. Okay? Police respond to you shooting at a car. Okay? Sure. When, when the police get there, no one's shooting. There, there is no active threat going on. And the only kid that we can see that has a gun is booking off in the other direction. So there's, there's no active threat. Okay? Right now, un, under the laws right now, if you break into my home, even if you have a weapon, and I pull my weapon on you, and you take off running down the street, if I shoot you, that's murder. Right. That's true. Okay? Because you are no longer an active threat. And if, when, when the law applies differently to the people, capital P, people, than it does to the police or the state, I mean, in 1776, we called that tyranny. I don't know what we call it now. Right. We called that tyranny back then. Right. And, and Thomas Cooley, who is a, uh, he was a very big uh, influencer of uh, the courts. Um, he basically made the statement and it set a very, very big standard for uh, unconstitutional, one, one thing, one, one situation where a law would be considered unconstitutional is when it doesn't apply to people across the board, mm -hmm. right? And when you have situations where, where you know, police can do it, but the capital P people can't, right? Well, by principle, that would that would be unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. If if anything, it should work the other way around. Okay, if if it's not going to be the the ideal, is that it applies across the board standard for everyone okay if if we can't figure that out then at the very least there should be things that the people can do that the state should not be able to do right but right now in the in the in the country that we're living in right now it's the reverse there are things 
that the state, you know, and that, that gets into all, all qualified immunity, and we could go off about that for, for hours, but there, there are things that the state is, quote-unquote, legally able to do that the people cannot. Yeah, and that's an issue, and it creates more issues, as, as we see in, in situations like this. Um, what he, he, he was young. Do you, do you think it's possible that it was some sort of initiation he was put under pressure to do? Um, I, I, I read somewhere that they, they had said or something that um, Ruben had handed him the gun before the cops showed up. So that the, like, the cops show up, he hands Adam Toledo this gun and tells him to take off running. Okay, Adam is 13. I don't know about you, dude. I made some stupid-ass decisions when I was 13. Okay, Especially when I, being I was, influenced by people that surround you like that, being a younger guy surrounded by oh, older yeah. men in Chicago. Oh, yeah. That, that these, these guys are your brothers. These guys are your family. You, we take care of each other. All that. It's, it's, it's deeply psychological. And he hands him this gun, tells him to run. He, he does that. Okay? He's, he's, he doesn't have the cognitive function because he's 13 to understand action versus consequence. He can't, he can't see that relationship because he's 13 and he's an idiot because he's 13. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I, I think there was, there was whether or not it was like in the moment pressure, the entire circumstances of his relationship to this other guy, to the situation that they're in, is putting massive amounts of pressure on him to, to perform, to, to take the gun, to shoot this car, because this is what he's supposed to do. And these are the guys who are taking care of him when nobody else in his life is. Right, especially not the officers. Absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, he's in it. And again, ultimately, this is a, a situation that the government created. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, it, it, it's a hard situation. And, you know, then you have the situation, you know, the, the thought process of this, this officer can probably clearly tell that he's, he's chasing someone younger than him. And well, yeah, I mean, like, like, like a 13-year-old, how, how flipping tall were you when you were 13? I was short. I'm still pretty short, not but as like, tall as the officer. yeah, you know, you're, you're definitely not as tall as a, you know, 20, 30 something year old built dude. That's a police officer. Yeah. And you look at, you look at the video. This kid was skinny as hell. Like clearly, this, this, clearly this a, a young, clearly a young kid. Absolutely. And you know, it's kind of like the officer has a situation and this is, this is what officers should be trained to do. Instead, they're trained to kill, but they should be trained to respond, um, not to react. And, mm -hmm. you know, you've got a 13-year-old who didn't have a firearm at the time you shot, even if he did turn around with the firearm. That officer, it says a lot about that officer's training and his subconscious ability um, to have confidence in what he's doing when the officer fires first against a 13 year old. Mm -hmm. That officer's got body armor on, 13 year old likely isn't a good shot. I mean, it's not like, you know, 
It's not like he's oh, probably yeah, had he's, as much experience shooting firearms, right? He's he's holding that thing sideways, you know, gangster and popping shots off like that. He is he's, he's not aiming. Right. So the officer, if he needs to respond, can clearly do it in a manner that that would be considered self-defense. But he goes on the offense instead. Mm-hmm. I, I was discussing this with somebody, um, well, with a couple of people. Um, right now, with, with our soldiers that are, de- that are deployed in the Middle East, rules of engagement state that they must take fire before they can return fire. They can see you standing there with an AK in your hand. And until you shoot first at them, they can't do anything. I have no idea why we are giving terrorists the ability to shoot first and we won't give that to our own citizens. I, I, I said it on Twitter. It might be a little bold. It might be a little bit of an extreme take. I, I demand and I fully expect police officers to take a bullet in that body armor before they return fire. Because at yeah. that point, there is a clear and present threat. Yeah. And, and you know, it's like what you said. Um, there, wasn't, uh, there wasn't an active threat. Uh, you know, he was running, he's, he's there running was, away. Right. There was, you know, every, I mean, it, it shouldn't have happened. And no, it, it, it really, it really shouldn't have. And there's many situations and, and reasons for, you know, how that situation could have been avoided. Um, and, and it sucks. And, 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 you know, what happens? A 13-year-old dies because of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, you can, you can go through this and, like, you got tons of people making excuses, like, oh, well, you know, he had a gun. Okay. Daniel Shaver didn't have a gun. Okay. Well, he's, he's in a gang. So what? Uh, well, you know, you play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. That, that's, that's, not, that's not justification to kill somebody. He's a 13-year-old. Everything's a stupid game. He's 13. Game. You know, I, I, it, it's, it's ridiculous that for every excuse that these, these thin blue line, back to blue conservatives can come up with, there's there's a violent example from the police that contradicts that you know because they they, the same thing about dante wright and adam toledo oh well they they had he had a gun okay i just said this daniel shaver didn't have a gun he's he's unarmed bawling his eyes out crawling on all fours down the hall of this hotel toward this police officer telling him, please don't kill me, please don't kill me, trying to hike his pants up so that he doesn't have to be arrested with his butt hanging out and is, is, is compliant, is doing everything that he's told, has no weapon, and they kill him anyway. You know? With, was a, that with, was a situation that happened last year in Mesa, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was it – was, I think it was a few years ago. Um, I think the one that you're talking about, I don't remember the guy's name, um, but I, I was going to reference this one in a second anyway. So I'll just do it right now. 
you know, you, I think it was in Mesa, like you just said, you had um, two officers respond to a noise complaint at like 2 a.m. And they knock on this door and you can see in the video when they knock on this door, they then move to the sides of the door in a breaching position. You're responding to a noise complaint. Why are you getting ready to breach this apartment for a noise complaint? They've got their weapons drawn for a noise complaint. Okay. And it's, it's like two or 3 AM. The, the owner answers his door. He's a, he's a white guy. Okay. Answers his door with a weapon in his hand. I would have too. It's 3 AM. Who's banging on my door at 3 AM. Sure. Okay. He sees that it's the police and you can see in the video, he puts his empty hand up and lowers his, the, the hand that has his weapon toward the floor. He puts the gun down and the officers yell, gun, gun, gun. They take a step back from their breaching position for a noise complaint and they shoot him six or seven times and they kill him. Right, because they go into it with the wrong mentality. They go into it with the mentality to kill because that's what they're trained to do. They, they went in with their guns drawn to a noise complaint. Why do you need a nine millimeter for a noise complaint? I mean, yeah, you don't. I mean, it's just, that's, that's exactly how these, these guys are trained. And, you know, and it goes back to what we were saying, you know, officers don't get good training at all. They're not they trained properly to do these jobs. They, you know, I, I, I really rarely like to compare the U.S. with other, like, European, quote-unquote, comparable countries, because they're really not that, that comparable. Amer America is very, very unique in the global setting. Um, yeah. But you, you look at, like, countries like, like the U.K., you look at France, these different countries. Um, in order to be a police officer, the, the, the training required for, like, the police academy is like a four-year degree. It's years of training that goes into them being police officers, okay? For us, it's like a four-week course. It's yeah, a couple it of is. weeks. Yeah, it is not, yeah. You know? I, they want to, They just want to add more to the, to the armed government populace. Mm-hmm. That's all it's and, about. And with, with, this, with this guy in Mesa, I think Mesa, don't quote me on that one. With this guy, you know, you, you had the same back to blue, thin blue line conservatives. Like, well, he had a gun. And I'm like, bro, you've, you've got a shall not be infringed bumper sticker on the back of your truck right now. What, what, what do you mean? He had a gun. <laughs> yeah. You're strapped. I can, I can see you open carrying your hundred year old 1911 right now you freaking thud like <laughs> what, what do you mean he had a gun okay if if you're gonna justify that the police the state can kill you simply for possessing a firearm you do not have the right to bear arms right if, if I that mean, is it's all it needs all the state needs to kill the you. second amendment it entirely I, it, it, and it blows my mind that there's so many people willing to go to such extents to justify these things. Right. It, it is. And, you know, we see that 
um, in a lot of different situations, especially um, in how ridiculous it was that, you know, we're talking about going to ridiculous extents to defend law enforcement. You know, let's, let's, let's think back to what happened to Breonna Taylor over the summer. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they go to us, they have a, but they had a, a hunch. Um, they were tipped off or something of the sort, something very minimal, believing that they had narcotics illegally, right? Maybe possibly distri- for distributing, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. And the in St. Louis, right? That's where it happened, right? It was in St. Louis. Um, I believe so. I think it was, but whichever, wherever it happened, they had yeah, they wherever, have a wherever law it was, that, it was. that says. If, if the officers believe that they, that there's a risk of discarding the evidence or, um, you know, situations like that, then, um, then they can, you know, do a raid on the house, a no-knock raid. Mm-hmm. And at, what was it, like 4 a.m. or mm-hmm. a time similar, where they decided to do that, because for whatever reason, they believed that there was a risk of them flushing the drugs down the toilet. Oh no. And so what happens? Someone who's working in a field to help people, right? She was she was a nurse, mm-hmm. is is killed in her bed. Yep. Yep. And you know, you and you know, you see the the same conservatives. Well, she, she you know, they were selling drugs. Well, so she should have died. Even if oh, she was, or, or her, which they found no drugs in the house, right? Yeah, they, they they found nothing. They found nothing, and then and then they go like, "Well, her her boy her boyfriend shot at the cops." I'd shoot okay. unannounced. I'd, I I mean, dude, if someone broke into my house unannounced, I'd shoot right. I'd shoot at him. I mean, shoot, man. Yeah, I I. You know, you these these it's these same guys that talk about this all the time that are like, "Well, if if, if you break in my house, like I don't." I don't have a watchdog. I have a 45. Okay. So they broke into your house unannounced. Well, she shot, they, they, they shot at the cops. He shot at the cops. I, After they shot his girlfriend. <laughs> what, what do you want him to do, bro? I mean, and, they tell you this right now. Thing. I don't care who it is. Someone breaks into my house and shoots my girlfriend. I'm magged up in into those fools. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and you can you can talk about how like, um, I totally just lost my train of thought. Um, you you can talk about how like, they they said that they, um, they announced themselves, you know, and and neighbors said, well, they I I, I think I heard them announce themselves. Okay. It's like 3 a.m. It's sleepy time, dude. I, I'm sorry. If you're outside my house yelling while I'm inside asleep, I can't hear you. If, right. you're, if you're out on my front lawn, it's the police. And I'm asleep in my house. Well, I, I can't hear you. I'm not yeah. going to hear that. Okay? All, all that is, all that, oh, it's, it's, it's the police. All that is, is justification for their actions later. Because it's not actually doing anything to alert anyone. It's not telling them the police are here because they can't hear them say it. 
No, they're just they're just trying to protect their asses and check their boxes. Exactly. It's it's justification for what they're expecting to do in a few minutes. Because they're because of what are, they're trying to kill us. Exactly. That, that's this. There's there's all these stupid little boxes, like you just said, checking all these boxes. That that all it does is lend justification to the state for when they kill you. Yeah, that's what it is. It's true. And, you know, they, they cut those corners and check those boxes at the, the very, just like the training. It's a very, very minimum. Mm-hmm. And so along with Breonna Taylor, there is also, we're, we're talking a little bit about police brutality here, knocking into them a little bit, which I love to do. Um, we, I guess we kind of have a martyr of our own, don't we, Colton? <laughs> yes, we do. His, his name was Duncan Lemp. And uh, for those of you that, that don't know, I've talked about it on the show before. Um, so for those of you that maybe didn't catch the episode that I talked about, it, I believe the last time I talked about it, well, I don't know last time, I probably talked about it on my episode with, about the George Floyd protest with John Molnar, my good friend, John Graham, who's starting a podcast soon. Um, my, my best friend, actually. Um, anyways, uh, Duncan Lemp was, what, he was, he, was 20, he was 23 years old, right? Um, yeah, I think so. I think like 21 or 23, something like that. He was, he was, Early 20s. He was young man and um, aspiring technical engineer, some sort of uh, computer science guy, right? Um, mm-hmm. Building a career in it. And, um, you know, to me, I kind of think that these officers are told from the start, you know, that, okay, this guy is going to be the next, uh, he's going to be the next Ross Ulbrich, right? Um, he was a boogaloo boy and when he was like 16 or 17 years old, he got a felony speeding ticket and Oh no. Yeah. Right. He, he was speeding. No, no accident. (laughs) Um, and that barred him from owning firearms, even up until he was as old as he was, even after becoming an adult kind of right. So we have two ridiculous things there. Um, and they are anonymously tipped through the red flag laws. And for those of you guys that don't know what the red flag law is, basically says that anyone can give an anonymous tip to a police department. Not every state has this, but Maryland, uh, this happened in Montgomery County, Maryland. Um, there is a, the, the red flag law basically says that anyone can tip the police department about someone that has firearms is not supposed to or someone that they think could be a threat to themselves or others. And um, the officers go in and do a no-knock raid and take the firearms. No-knock raid should be banned first and foremost because they're extremely dangerous. Well, they're, they're a huge guys, violation of the Constitution. Absolutely. They're huge. Like, like, they fly in the face of the Constitution. It's, it's, I don't know how this was even considered in the first place. Whatever judge allowed that to happen or whoever passed that law should be shot. Honestly. Um, the police t- didn't even execute a raid until they shot Duncan through his window as he was sleeping next to his pregnant girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He could get a rifle near his bed, which I sleep with my AR-15 by my bed all the time. As do I. <laughs> I've, I've got... I've got 
two firearms and a handful of other weapons that are within an arm's reach of me sleeping. Because, right. and, and it's because of shit like this. It's because of stuff like this, okay? And it's, it's and their, their whole story, you know, like, well, he, he turned, he fired at officers. Okay, release the body camera footage. They waited like a year and a half to release the body camera footage. And in the footage, I'm, I'm sure you watched it, but like in, in the footage, you can see them stage his body. And you can see them stage a rifle next to his body. All on camera. All of it. And I I, I, I don't I don't need, I don't understand how they're able I mean, to no do charges this. whatsoever. And no yeah, yeah, no no charges. They they say afterwards they're like Oh well, um, that rifle that we thought was illegal um, turns out it's actually just like a, a, a semi-automatic version of that looks like this illegal full auto weapon. Yeah, uh, and I don't know how you can tell by looking at a weapon if it's full auto or semi-auto. You can't. <laughs> you can't. That's the whole thing. You can't. Especially not like, from well, a bedroom window. Yeah, and they're like, well. That's... I guess it's semi-automatic. That's, that's, that's our bad. Oh, sorry. Sorry, our, our mistake. And they chalk it up to some, like, clerical error in the paperwork. Uh, so, so, because you fucked up your paperwork, this kid is dead. Casey is now basically a widow. Single mother. And, uh, yeah, a, a widowed mother. And... I, th I think their son's name is Ryan. Ryan now has no father. Good job, guys. Clarify. Over nothing. Over literally nothing. Literally nothing. Because the, the justification that they gave to execute the raid in the first place was proven that it, that it didn't exist. It was... And the whole entire thing is just pork bullshit. I mean, it just... There's... No excuses in any of the, there's just plain out no excuses whatsoever. It should have been avoided multiple times in multiple different scenarios. Those guys went in there with the intention to kill Duncan Lund. That's, that's all, that's all a no knock raid, a red flag warrant, whatever it is. That's, that's what it is. You, you're going in there with the intent to kill someone. Whether you say that or not, you are creating a scenario that facilitates your ability to kill someone okay Absolutely. oh he 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 might have he might have an illegal weapon and because he might have an illegal weapon we're gonna break into his house in the middle of the night and violently confront him what what oh, oh wait a minute we're, we're gonna we're gonna shoot him through his bedroom window instead i what you you've got to be kidding me it's, it's, who, who I don't even know why we have to bring idea. this up or say anything about this. Cause this, this should have been, and, and, um, you know, it should have been a national outrage people. I mean, shoot, man, if anyone's burning down police precedents or something, it should have been over this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's one of the things that makes me like, how are we not, how is this not a simulation? Like how, like, and it just shows the hypocrisy 
in the hive minted mentality. I mean, no one gives a crap. No one nobody, seems nobody to cares. give a single crap. Nobody cares. Nobody knows about him. And a huge number of people, when they do learn about this situation, because I've, I've taught people about this. I've, I've explained this. I've told people about him. When they do learn about this, they're like, oh, well, he was, he was a boogaloo or like, you know, he, he, he's, he's not black. Okay. He's, he's not, I didn't want to have to say that, but that's exactly why it wasn't an outrage. Okay. And, and it, and it sucks that that's got a huge amount to do with it. You know, cause it's, it's the same thing. I, I mentioned this kid's name earlier, Peyton Ham. Okay. Peyton Ham. I don't know where he, where he was living. Um, Peyton Ham was a 16 year old kid that was out with his buddies playing with an airsoft gun and a cop pulled up, thought it was a gun, shot him and killed him. I ran okay. around with airsoft guns all the time when I was a teenager. I mean, we played airsoft all the time in our neighborhood. All the time. Okay. And I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm scared to like have my future family have the same kind of childhood that I did because I'm like, this, this kid, this, this is a white kid that just got murdered by the police for having a toy in his hand. I, the, some, something that I did every day growing up, every day. Right. I mean, and, and it, it's not safe because of the government. Yes, exactly. And, and jumping back, sorry, I got a little sidetracked about that. With, with, with Duncan, you know, when, when they learn about this thing, you know, be, because he doesn't fit their, their political ideal, because he doesn't fit the, the, the stereotypical ideal for these outrage cries, they make all these excuses and now they're the ones justifying why he should have been killed. Yeah. You know, the, 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 same, the same people that are burning down police precincts, which that was so freaking cool. The same guys that are burning <laughs> down police precincts for George Floyd are excusing and justifying the police killing Duncan Lemp. Right. And it's even like, you know, with the George Floyd, George Floyd obviously wrongfully killed, you even have the conversation of like, okay, it could have been an overdose or with Dante Wright, you know, oh, it was, it was an accident. Not that that's, you know, an excuse or, mm-hmm. um, or uh, Adam Toledo where it's like he, you know, he, he could have had a weapon, you know, you at least have some sort of grounds for a counter argument there for Duncan. There's nothing. You have no real basis there. There's not at all. Not a single. I mean, there's no. It's 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 clean. It's it's flat out, cut and dry. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we're getting we're getting up there in time, Colton. (laughs) Any any final thoughts that you wanted to say before we wrap this up? Um, I, you know, I I think we've covered some really great stuff, dude. I. You know, and like, like you, you plugged me a little bit earlier. Um, I'll, I'll plug you. Go follow him on Twitter, guys. Um, he's, he's got some awesome content as soon as he gets out of Twitter jail. <laughs> he's got some awesome content. Um, I, I try to have awesome content. Um, I, I try to keep up with stuff that's happening. I try to give my perspective on stuff. Um, and I, the things that we're talking about here today, um, I, I will continue to be talking about on online so if if there's still stuff that you want to learn on there you know hit me up i i 
I'd love to talk to you guys about this stuff. This stuff is important to me. It's important to where we're going as a country. It's important to, to the ideals and the principles that this country was founded on. And, you know, this, 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 this is what I want to do with my life. You know, like this, this, this is the direction that I want to take. So please, if there's, if there's more stuff you want to learn about this, talk to me. I'd, I'd talk to both of us. I know both of us. We would love to talk to you guys more about this stuff. Exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a passion for us. And uh, Colton, you've said some absolutely amazing stuff on the show. You put in some great details. You're, you know, you're not putting in bull crap on honest stuff. You know, you're <laughs> including all the details in it. And you, you know, this is exactly why I wanted you on the show. I really hope you guys enjoyed, you know, having Colton on the show today. Um, again, he had a lot to contribute. This is, you know, exactly why I wanted him on here. He, he knocked this thing out of the park. Um, so I, I appreciate you coming on, Colton, and we'll probably have you on sometime in the future. Um, with that Absolutely. being said, thank, thank you, man, seriously. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening to another episode of Utah Liberty Talk. I hope you like this one. Hope, hope you like hearing from Colton. This is the first time he's been on the show. He's an awesome dude. Um, got a, late, a lot to contribute. Um, if you guys haven't, go ahead. I mean, you can give us likes and reviews. It helps get us up there in the algorithm. Um, uh, all that good stuff. We've got a Patreon. Um, we're going to be doing some changes to our store. Um, also, check out the most recent episode of Political Dysfunction that Hunter and I did. We went ahead and, and did our second of our two-part episodes on hypocrisy and the two major parties. Our first one was on the Democratic Party, and we just finished our episode on Thursday about hypocrisy in the Republican Party. That one is a bit longer than our usual 30 minutes. It was almost an hour, so um, you guys are going to get some great content in there. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate the support. Hopefully, you guys are loving it. If you guys have any sort of feedback, let me know. You know where to contact me. Uh, TR4 Freedom on Twitter. Um, I still have my DMs open. Twitter hasn't restricted those. Uh, you can send us a, a message on the on the website, utahlibertytalk.com. Go ahead and subscribe to us on Patreon if you got the chance. You get all sorts of cool benefits of doing that. And with that being said, thank you all so much for listening. Hope you all have a great week. Thank you.